just, you know, video on demand. Eventually, that's the way everything's going to go anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, why fight it? But at the same time, I just hope that they can, you know, like I say, with social media, you get more and more and more. You're actually experiencing less. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're getting it. You're not going out and having the, the the little frustration sometimes of being like, God damn it! Will somebody get that little Mexican baby the fuck out of here? <laughs> what, what, the thing I love about uh, going to the movies, though, one of the things I love about it is I love the going out afterwards and talking about it. Mm -hmm. You're walking out and you walk out. If you see a really good movie, there's nothing in the world that's greater to me than seeing a great movie that I love and walking out like you're floating on air. That's like that high when you're coming out of the movie theater. And you're like, holy shit, that was awesome. You know, it was great. Well, the point I'm trying to make with video on demand, really, it's like, you, that is right. I probably would do video on demand all the time if that was the case. In the way I look at it, it's like, yeah, there is that high. Um, but it's like, a lot of the stuff I really want to see, the movies I really want to see, do right. not hit the theater. Right. And, yeah. that, and that's why I look at, like, video on demand and even YouTube. I'm going <clears> to <throat> talk a little bit about YouTube in a second, where it's like, I think, like, what... The the ne it's like we were talking about like the negatives. It's like so that there is a definite like a dark possibility for video on demand. You know, it's like I do whenever I'll say for instance when we, I went to see the Avengers first first time in a packed house, it was electric. You know, uh -huh. especially like when that last battle like started up, it was just like all right, yeah, everyone's like you could tell everybody was pumped. You know, mm -hmm. and the Hulk started smashing Loki. It's like that was funny shit. You know, yeah. But like for like video on demand, it's like that's it's like you know. I want to see, like, Maniac, you know? And we were lucky enough to get a screening in a packed house, which we would have to talk about later, where it was just like, wow, we're we're not really nihilistic like these people. But... <laughs> we no, talked about on that episode. Yeah, we... Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, we did. Um, but, yeah, it's just... I, I think, like, Video On Demand, it'll, it... I just want it to be on equal terms with theaters. So, it's like... Yeah, you got the theatrical experience. They're going to put in the cookie-cutter Hollywood movies that cost $200 million to make, which are, like... It was good, but it could have been better. It was just kind of like an average you experience. You could have cut $100 million out of that movie and made it better. Yeah, and you could have made it better. Now, put like, that movie on the end of the script. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Hire those, give them $100 million to a fucking screenwriter and won't write it to a piece of shit. But then, you know, um, but video on demand, I want to see experimental movies. I want to see, like, like the film. I, I, I want to see movies that are, like, Either people really love it or people or hate it that they're pissed off like Antichrist, like fucking Lars von Trier movies. Like one movie I'm really excited to see. It probably won't be video on demand because it's Draft House, but A Field of England. I posted the trailer for it. It's like this. It's set during Cromwell's England around 1600s, and it's like kind of like an existential horror movie. And like, with, oh, it has, yeah, yeah. It has uh, Julian Barrett from Mighty Boosh and a few other guys in it. And it's the guy. Cool. It's the guy that directed Sightseers. Oh, yeah. It's his next movie, and I, I want to. That's the thing, and especially horror films. You know, it's like like maniacs getting like. It, what was the first thing he directed? I can't. I can't remember the first thing he directed, but because he was he was known as the guy that did this. Yeah, he's he does like really awesome like horror movies. Um, I can't even remember the fucker's name, but I want to see like experimental shit. I want to see like stuff just like that's really. I don't know whether I like it or not because I have to watch, think about it. Did you watch it. Upstream Color yet? Not yet. I really want to see it. I, it <laughs> not yet. No, I'm really excited to see it. I almost feel like I need to watch Primer first because I oh, still yeah. have your copy. Oh yeah, and you still have my copy of that asshole. Yeah, I, watch that shit because it's good. Well, um, I'll have, I have a plenty of time coming up pretty soon. But 
Um, oh, Frank Frank Coughlin, Calphone, Calphone. Frank Coughlin of uh, oh Maniac. Oh, he did that. Um, High tension. He was part of that. No, no, I think, no. no. Uh, that's Alexander Raja. Oh, he. No, I think he was involved in it, but uh, he directed. I think he directed a P two that. Uh, oh, Wes Bentley. Yeah. Which I heard it wasn't Rachel that great Nichols of a movie. movie. Yeah. Was it Rachel Nichols? It might have been. Oh, yeah, the, the parking garage movie. Yeah, yeah, the parking garage. But it's funny, but don't let that dissuade you if you didn't like it, because Maniac's fucking amazing. Um, but I'm sorry, I, I keep I keep talking, but I keep just not trying to make a point. But yeah, I, I want to see just uh, stuff that is maybe too extreme for theaters or just too, like, It's not going to be proper. The regular average moviegoer isn't going to go see this movie. It's not going to make $100 million in the yeah. box office. Yeah, and those are the movies I'm interested in. Because I think uh, there's there's some stuff coming out, but generally Hollywood just doesn't... I just I feel like more and more they're just kind of like going like... I'm coming out going, wow, instead of like, yeah, anymore. You know, yeah. it's like a, it's feeling it's rare. Like, I loved Iron Man 3, but even like like thinking back at it now, I'm like, it was great, but... Uh, I wonder, though, if that's us. It's always it been like be. this. I'm, we just don't. We just don't have. I I walked out of virtuosity. I was like, that movie was awesome. You know. <laughs> no, 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 no. When we were younger, it was, we were way too young. But, <laughs> no, but like, I, I think it maybe is. A, 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 I think we're more cynical now. But like, it's kind of like when we went to go see the first Lord of the Rings. How we're just like, oh shit! Yeah. It was like like we're about to like get into a fight <laughs> or something. But um, but no, I just I want. I guess I'm at the age now. I just I really want to. Uh, just see something I haven't seen before, you know, and and actually that's why I'm really getting into YouTube a lot, and, and not even and I was telling you guys like not even like people getting kicked in the nuts and stuff, which I still watch. <laughs> I will watch. I'm sorry, I like a good fucking fail video, um, but and I, I think I've talked about this on and on, and I don't think I've ever said about it on the show, but I've really gotten into like these sort of like these uh, vlogs, and they're like like the Slender Man meme. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if anyone hasn't known about what Slender you Man is, Slender Man. yeah, no, but I really, I really like it, and I think the reason why it goes into like the independent filmmaking aspect of it, where it's like um, the ones I really like, I think it's because the, yeah, the, the kids don't, they're not that great at actors, but some are better than others. But it, there's like an ingenuity, there's an excitement, there's like an attitude that goes with it, and some, and but the meme's been around for about three years, so like the people that have first originated them. Like, it's kind of like Blair Witches if you've never seen anything like that. But the like the, the there's like three big ones that everyone likes, and they each have the same antagonist, which is the Slenderman creature. But it's like they approach it kind of from different angles, and some go into like some, fucking sometimes literally. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, literal angle. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking like dimensional angles or whatever. They get into like Lovecraft territory. But some of what, what excites me about some of these the slender vlogs is that it's multimedia it's like they show these like these logs and they're they get, they're anywhere from like a minute to like 19 minutes long or something like that you know it just depends on these entries but then it's like when the video's over sometimes they'll go on twitter and say like this oh you know and kind of continue it on and it's actually an interactive experience and i kind of started thinking it's like with like say video on demand and other uh, like the the good thing about you know like digital media kind of everything's kind of, you know, you can sync it up, is that you can do, like, interactive movies or interactive... It's, it's multi-format. Like, yeah, multi-format. And that's... I'll, and actually, that's exciting. I think if you get someone that has, like, is really creative... Francis Ford Coppola up. was trying that. The Twix. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, it was an interesting experiment. Yeah, it was like interactive. Like you could kind of like maybe suggest certain cuts. You can recut the movie on the fly. Huh. And it I sounded think interesting. Part of it was live. Like live. Like they had live <laughs> actors on stage. Yeah. Because it was only shown in certain areas because they had to they had to tour it around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was there was stuff that happened live. Almost, I heard it was almost kind of like you know. When they had the tickler back in the fifties, yeah, deal, where the, the air would blow up, or they had the little electric shocks in the in the chair, things like that. It was trying to get the audience really involved. They'll come in the up story. with a guy and he'll shoot you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm like making myself clear, but I, I I think that's that's interesting stuff, and it doesn't have to be with the Slenderman thing. It's like I guess they call it ARGs, uh, alternate reality gaming, where it's just it, these people have a story to tell, but it's like kind of like it's almost like sort of like video. Dungeons and Dragons, for lack of a better expression, where there's like a main story, you have your characters, but then it's like sometimes you can, like, I don't know, tweet something, like, make it, like, like sometimes in these things they have these puzzles that their characters find, and they're like, what the hell, or something, and they actually talk to the audience and stuff, because they're just, it's like a vlog and stuff, and people will kind of figure out these, like, puzzles, and they kind of help the characters out, and when the puzzle's figured out, then it's like, okay, we're going to go... This, a lot of them are like fucking coordinates and shit, and they like go to some creepy ass place, and they're like, "Why the fuck are we here?" <laughs> you know. Nice. But it's like this, this mystery, and I, I mean, a lot of people think it's lame and stupid. I mean, I'm not expecting everyone to like Marble Hornets or Everyman Hybrid or T- Tribe Twelve or any of that stuff, but I don't know. I just for some reason maybe it's because I see these like teens to like young adults like getting involved in this stuff, and I was thinking, God, if I was that age, I'd totally want to do something like this, mm-hmm. and I kind of like. Love that, you know. I don't hate them for it, you know. That's like you think a cynical, almost a cunt. <laughs> you just did, but I did. There we go. But you know, I I don't know. I just I love it. I guess it's like you know we talked about the negatives of, but I guess I'm just excited about the mediums, and I think I'm starting to see the positive aspects. But there is a negative, and it's like what you said with Facebook and stuff. It's like it's you can it does a lot of good, but there's also like. The bullshit that's there too, mm-hmm. and you gotta try to filter that out. And I think that sounds kind of like a new version. I mean, like, like a social media version of like LARPing, kind of. It kind of, it, it kind of is, you know. And it's like, and, it, <laughs> and as as a like a D and D player, tabletop guy, it's like we always thought, even we looked down on the LARPer. So like, if you stand up, dude, stop LARPing, get the fuck down, okay? <laughs> you know, it's. It is kind of like, you know, it's like you get the nerds and it's like this, they pick on the special ed kids. Speaking of re- releases and different mediums and stuff. <laughs> Release! <laughs> when the fuck is Knights of Bad Aspen going to come out? I don't know, oh, man. Yeah. I know, that one's been on. I don't know. <laughs> well, whenever the lawyers can get a hold of. It, it just sounds like a total like The director's fuck. like hijacked the movie, right? Not the director, but the producer. The, like the, producer. the guy who like produced the whole thing, he like fucking stole it cut 20 minutes out and he's trying to sell it to like the fucking United Arab Emirates or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. It's crazy. I feel bad for Joe Lynch because apparently the movie kills uh, from festival screenings. Apparently it's fucking awesome and you think like you think that you would release a good version of it because one, Peter Dinklage is rocking a shit on one of the highest rated shows on HBO mm-hmm. or it's the highest rated show now. Um, and Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. <laughs> Don't ever <laughs> underestimate the drawing power of Steve Zahn. And then even Ryan, what's his, Quaden or something? Or? Ryan Quanton, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's on 
uh, True Blood is still a pretty popular show. So it's like you have some good names that draw some get some drawing power. I almost feel like this guy that produced this movie is just looking for a quick buck and he's just about to cut out. Right. You know? Unfortunately, it's probably a cokehead. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, positives and negatives. I know positives and negatives. I mean, me always automatically going for the negative, but I'm glad you can bring some positive light. <laughs> well, that's why we. we well, I mean, well, no, we need that, you know. Cause well, like you, like you said, you have to have restraint. You have to have restraint, and and you don't trust yourself to not have restraint. Yeah, that kind of that's stuff. Like so, I, yeah. I've kind of learned my lesson on that. I do like. I mean, I do like going to the theater. It's. I just. I don't know. I get that. You, have to, you, have, you have to be in a mood for it. Absolutely. It's just like. And that mood is not Friday night at 8 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, exactly. it is not. Exactly. It's, you know what my mood is? Fucking Sunday, goddamn 10.30 showing. That is my mm-hmm. mood exactly. I, yeah. I will go to the movies on Friday yeah. still. It's just like, for me, for years, I don't know why I keep I continue to do this, but I still do. I don't go to as many concerts as I used to. Because I get that anxiety. I'm like, eh, these guys are going to be... Oh, you know, I'm the same fucking know, way, fuck man. Fuck all this shit. But yeah, if somebody, but you never went to concerts to begin with. But if somebody actually... I went to punk shows, actually. ...drags me out... I have a fucking blast. Yeah. But then, when it comes around again, it's just like, eh, now I'm going to pass. Like, I, yeah. it's like I have to have somebody pull me each time. So it's kind of Oh, I literally have to have a gun pointed to my head. It's like, you are a fun asshole. Yeah. I think our you problem is... Nick we Cave, need, though. God damn, that Nick Cave show was the shit. <laughs> it was good. Actually, what, I wasn't bad. I wasn't bad. I actually... I'm, I'm trying to... I, for the longest time, I had social phobia like you. I I get anxiety. I still get anxiety going to a goddamn theater because mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Because I feel like I'm like if someone's gonna say something, I'm gonna be like, "I'm fucking kill you," you know. This is like whenever I went to go watch The Purge. It was this fucking seventeen, eighteen year old bro that was like three rows, three rows ahead of me. He'd park next to me, and I don't know, you know, whatever reason in the parking lot. And he had a kind of a cute girlfriend. I don't. Mm-hmm. But like the entire time before the movie started, I'm sitting. I. We end up being in the same theater too. He's like three rows ahead. He keeps like turning around and just like looking at me. But it's it's me, so I'm not gonna do anything. But yeah, I was I, I was getting ready to the point where in my head I'm I'm imagining this. Of course, he was stomping shit out of me, but I'm like, you just wanna, I just wanted to stand up and say, "Do you want to fuck me, bro?" <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are you staring at? But. It's Maybe like, he was staring at something right behind you. Yeah. It was a dark theater. I mean, I've been even worse. But it's just like, <laughs> you want to fuck me? No, I want to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you know, you you, you don't want to have to deal with that shit each time, and it's yeah. a gamble going because you don't know if you're gonna have to or if it's actually gonna be a good time or what. So. If you like me, you know, worst yeah. case scenario always pops into my head, so I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm not even going to deal with it. I talk myself out of it before I even go and do yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. It's like, well, we went and saw This Is The End, I was like, ah, fuck, I rolled a three. Shit. All right. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still in the game. I'm still in the game, but and it was still a great screen. It's just a chick was in front though she was just like everybody pay attention to me she, she, just... she shut up before the movie started though well that's what uh... I like I like a lot of times though when you're when you got somebody and it happens a lot when you go see a movie that's a family kind of film you know when you go see like like the Avengers or something where uh, you have a bunch of kids in the theater you know the movie is working when those kids have shut the fuck up and they're watching the movie <laughs> yeah no she was taught I mean well no it wasn't like during them but whenever something would happen she would just be like really loudly say like oh no what did you blow i'm just like yes we get it you're a cute redhead all right shut the fuck up 
I mean, I have no problem with saying like this, oh shit, or like, you know, laughing loud or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that is fine. That is fucking rock yourself. I don't even mind when you talk. Just fucking whisper. Mm-hmm. If if you have any, just, just that is fine. I don't give a shit. If you're just, if I can hear you clearly over like Superman punching a dude through a fucking the world, <laughs> yeah. then we have a goddamn problem. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just right. like you always have anymore. You have the one asshole that will like refuses to turn his fucking phone on silent. So yeah. like throughout the whole movie, it's just like, and even the person that's with him is like looking at him like, what the fuck? I love my mother. Okay, <laughs> I love my mother. But you know, she was, listens to the show, by the way. I know. Yeah. But there was she called me the other day. It was after the storms and stuff. So she was she. she we've been talking a little more recently. Just just been calling, checking up on me, seeing how things are going. And uh, I talked to her the other day. Uh, no, I called her back, and um, she answered the phone, and I heard something in the background. I thought she was, like, at somebody's house or something, you know? And we're talking for a few a few minutes and something. She's like, okay, that's great. Well, honey, well, I'll, uh, I was just calling her back. She's like, okay, well, I'll let you go now, because I'm in the movies. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, bye. I was like, uh huh. <laughs> like no, mom, no. Yeah, she answered the phone and was talking Don't to me in guy. the movie theater. And, and, like I said, I love my mother, but a lot of the older generation... I find this a lot, too. When Especially when you go to Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. movies, you will run into older couples. Like, like not, not my mom's super old, but even older than that. Um, like, couples in their 60s or 70s, they're yeah. retired, they just want something to do, and they go out, and they see a movie, and they talk like they're watching it in their fucking living room. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, it... I have several stories. Like there was, there was. A, I mean, when we saw the screening of Dracula at the film, and, and the thing is, there's no soundtrack to the film. There's just the dialogue. There's no score. So it's when it's quiet, it's quiet, and you hear like sort of like the the white noise right. aspect of the soundtrack. You can hear the pops. Yeah, the pops too. and everything. Okay, so when the pe- everyone comes into the screen, you have a, there was like a lot of young, there was a few young kids and stuff, and there was this family that came in behind me. And I was looking at these like these kind of young kids. They look kind of like young arty kids and stuff like that. And they sat down, and I was just like, "Great, these kids are gonna take the fucking piss out of this goddamn movie the whole fucking time. I'm not gonna fucking enjoy it." Those people were fine. They were like watching it, like they're like, "Okay, this is the Ark of the Covenant." There's like four <laughs> kids behind me. Just didn't say shit. The people that talked were the old motherfuckers. They're just like this. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just like, what's are we having Salisbury steak tomorrow? I'm like, I'm serious. I'm just like, okay, I'm the ass. It really, it opened my eyes. I'm like, okay, never judge a book by its cover. I was like, okay, I'm the asshole. Because those kids, they're probably like, that's what the arty kids look like now. And I've aged out of this shit. And I'm an old cynical fuck. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's like what your mom did. Alyssa's sister, Erica, did. Of course, it was a movie I didn't even want to see, Santa Claus 2. <laughs> I don't know why I was there. At least you were at the, but no, it was you were at the movies when she answered the phone with her. Yeah, oh no, no, that we're we're sitting there, and I have like a thing. I have like absolute respect for people. You respect me, I respect you. Honestly, you stand in my way, I'll stay out of your way. We're good. So fucking Erica answers her goddamn phone, and she is talking like <laughs> the, the quote Patton Oswalt. She was like. <laughs> Like she was on the phone, like it was like goddamn walkie-talkie from the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo Foxtrot, do you acknowledge? She's just talking like it's. I'm like, I'm like, Alyssa, you better shut your fucking sister up. You better shut her up, goddamn right now. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna fucking kill her. I'm gonna fucking kill her. I'm gonna fucking kill her. And then she shut up. She's like, 
rings back again. Oh, hey! I can't do this shit! I, I know it's a shitty movie, but I don't want to get into a fist fight or something. You know? over, over the Santa Claus. Over Somebody the... shut her up. I'm trying to watch the Santa Claus. You shut the Santa fuck Claus up! Two. Yeah. Santa Claus 2! Santa Claus 2! It's like the resurrection! Um, I had a third story, but fuck it. I don't even think it really matters, but... But, yeah. I don't know. Well, aren't you going to miss all that stuff in the theater, though? I, I'm still going to go to the theater. And, and that's, that's the thing, too. I think, like like I was saying before, there's going to be a paradigm shift. There's going to be a tipping point between digital and physical media. That's that's include, that's talking about CDs, uh, DVDs, going to the actual films with, with, with film being projected. But I don't think they're ever going to go away. I just think they're going to be not the, the mainstream thing. That's why I'm thinking there's going to be some sort of collapse in the, the movie theater industry. And, and actually, and possibly the studios too, the way, because they don't have to distribute them as much anymore. And the thing is like, There's so many people resisting this shit because they don't want to lose money. The thing is, the, the problem with movies, the problem with studios that I have is like, they, all the product they put out, they never try anything really, truly daring anymore. It's because they put fucking $250 million in a movie that doesn't need $250 million. All they care about is getting a, a profit. Yeah, and that's the thing. And Steven Spielberg's even come out and said that he thinks this, there's going to be a collapse in Hollywood. And I'm like, that's great, Steven. You kind of helped usher in this problem. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You and Lucas, they've been talking about it the whole time. I'm like, well, that's great. Um, you guys, you've been your names have been produced next to like executive producer of a, a lot of pieces of shit. You know, four Transformers movies. Okay. That could have been really cool and really good for uh, kids, but now you met, you gave like Michael Bay the most latently racist person in fucking Hollywood, the most. Which, by the way, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's gonna be a piece of shit. I guarantee you, it's gonna suck ass. He's not directing it. What is he? Is he producing it? He's producing it. I think. It's still, I haven't seen anything he's produced that doesn't yeah, suck ass. As long you know? as his name's attached to it, it's just gonna suck. I think it's all of his stuff. It's 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 yeah, sure he shoots it, it looks pretty, but it's like it's fucking soulless. You know, and it's product. That's all it is. Seriously, I feel like every most of the stuff that Hollywood puts out, it's like fucking RoboCop OCP shit. Okay, it's like, all right, this is like, this is product. This isn't a film. This isn't art. This is product. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what they're there for. They I mean they give people who they think are artists money to to make things. That's true. Who they think are artists, yeah. and uh, because not not because they think they're artists, but because they're talented. And, and you will say what you want. Michael Bay has talent, just not in the way we want it. He has he has a good eye. He knows what he's doing because you know why? Because those movies fucking sell, and that's what's so depressing about it. Because those movies make millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And we pay for it. I don't not, pay not, for it. No, not you, not me specifically. I'm saying the movie going public. They eat mm-hmm. that shit up. And so what what happens next? They make. Bigger movies. They may spend more money on more money on movies. They even they're but they're shittier. Mm-hmm. And those movies make those movies make even more money than the last one did. Which the thing is, it doesn't make sense though because I'm, that's the mentality. Sorry, we're totally going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, here. no, no, no. It's <laughs> no, no. But what, okay, and chime in please at any moment. Like just tell us to shut the fuck up. But the thing is, I don't accept that. And the reason being, I know I say it's like a movie like Inception. Okay, it's not, okay, is it, is it fucking, like, Kurosawa or anything? No, but there's a lot of intelligence behind it. There's some thought, characterization, not, and it's fucking huge. But that's, the, I know what you're saying. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I know you're not defending it or anything, but it's like, it can show Hollywood, hey, you can have a smart movie that's exciting and intelligent, and it's not a piece of shit. 
You know, and it's not like, and, and kind of one of my biggest issues, and I know, we like a Superman, that's another, like, actually, a lot of people have issues with Man of Steel, and that's another show with, like, you know, t- like, the whole, like, Metropolis being 9-11, essentially, by two guys. But, no, my biggest, honestly, my biggest problem with that and Transformers is that they just throw in curse words for no reason. And I'm not, like, you know, I have fucking Father's Day on, like, Blu-ray. But I'm just saying, it's like, okay... Did you really need to have, like, dickhead or all this stuff in this movie? This is for fucking kids. Mm-hmm. And you're like, putting all this dark shit into it. And then you have Transformers like, hey, let's talk about masturbation for, like, five minutes. It's like, why? Okay, what the fuck? You know, it's... I don't know. It's like... I want to. I don't want to see a Michael Bay Transformers movie. I want to see a Robert Zemeckis or Joe Dante Transformers movie, okay? It's like Steven Spielberg. They used to fucking put their names onto these directors that had some fucking like, wonder, and they had fucking, you know, passion about, like, making a movie, Back to the Future, fucking Gremlins, all this stuff, and now it's just like this, it's like, yeah, the film studio's collapsing, well, I'm gonna put my name on Transformers 12, he's a fucking hypocrite, fuck him, it's just like, yeah, they're, but they're, they're talking Lincoln's about Lincoln's good, though, <laughs> but, but they don't want to do anything about it, because they're still making money off of yeah. it right now, so I can understand that to an extent, but another positive thing that Video On Demand could bring is to Hollywood because instead of just going, hey, these movies did awesome, let's just reboot them and put them out because people want to go to the theater so they're going to pay for it. They can be like, well, look, video on demand, people aren't buying this shit. Maybe we need to rethink what we're actually, you know, doing. Not that that would happen. I mean, it's Hollywood, but you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's just like, look, they're, we're noticing now that, uh, oh, uh, nobody likes Michael Bay, kind of like in that Shyamalan. It's like, oh, he's good. He's known for twists. Cool. This movie sucks. <laughs> it's not the first time this has happened, though. Talking about maybe possibly the film collapse. It happened back when Cleopatra came out. Well, yeah. or even in the seventies too. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a good. It, I mean, it's a sea change. I think it's just it's just a generational shift. You know, because like I think. I, I, there's people that can explain this a lot better than I can, but the seventies when Scorsese and a lot of those guys like. Um, really started hammering stuff out like, you know, uh, shit Coppola and, you know, early Lucas and even Spielberg, those guys, they're the new generation and they started putting out all this really cool stuff. I think they're the new, but like for the longest time it was just nothing but musicals and old people shooting each other in westerns and stuff. And so there was a sea, yeah, a sea change. Real quick, way (laughs) off subject. I was watching, uh, uh, Lone Ranger at my parents' last Sunday with them, uh, the TV show? Yeah, the TV show. It cracks me up in the older westerns and stuff like that, the old black and whites. It's just like, they're in the, the chase scenes on the horses and everything, why are the bad guys always shooting up in the fucking middle of the air instead of shooting, you know, at <laughs> the chase scenes? Oh, really? Would, yeah, the chase scenes would have ended a lot sooner because you ever watch like a really old western, the bad guys are just popping caps off in the, in the air. Instead chasing of, them? Yeah, instead of shooting them at the people. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Wait, what? They're trying to arc that shit, yeah. son. I don't know, man. I, 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 I hope they do that in the fucking reboot. In the yeah. new, new Little oh Ranger. God, that would be hilarious. That it movie's going to be... That movie's going to bomb. Yeah. Man, I fucking... I went on... I I think I lost my mind for like five minutes. I'm like, let me tell you about fucking Hollywood. This bullshit. No, um... No, it's because like, you know, you'd say in the back... Uh, I can't even name more than one director that I can think of off the top of my head right now that I'm like, I love his stuff. You know, because like, you know, Scorsese... But these are, old, these are older guys. These are guys that have been established for a long time. And, and they work well with the studios. 
and and we need like like you said with the we need the shift. We need a next generation to come in. We need someone new, and yeah. and and maybe maybe the the collapse of the film system for a little bit will do that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, Scorsese hasn't lost a beat. He's still like no, the Wolf of Wall Street looks fucking amazing. No, he no. There's some of them that are still at the top of their game, yeah. but it's just the law of averages. The older, I hate to say this, but it seems like the older you get. I mean, it's happening with us. The more cynical you get, and the more like, I don't give a shit. I want to make yeah. a buck, you know. Well, even yeah. I mean, even back in the day, if, not talking about some of the newer stuff, but just back in the day, all the shit that's produced, you know, seventies, eighties. I mean, they're constantly popping out the hits. I can't think of anybody now. The only person I can think of off the top of my head that I can that I like a majority of the shit is Danny Boyle. Yeah. He's, he's getting older though too. Yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying. It's like that's the only person I can think of nowadays, like director wise, because I think there. Someone wrote something like, I think I might have been on Anacool, and I don't. I didn't click on the story, but it was saying like it's po. We're it. We I, I agree with this. We're in a post movie star cinematic world now. Yeah. Will Smith. His name alone doesn't draw people. Tom Cruise, his name alone doesn't draw people anymore. I honestly think, I think audiences aren't as dumb as Hollywood think that, thinks they are, and I think the numbers for Inception and Avengers and stuff. I no, think you're right. It. You're right. But I think that the reason people still go to the movies is because they like going to the movies. Yeah, true. So they will, they will, they will eat what they're given. Mm-hmm. But but they are but they are starving for for good stuff. Yeah, but that's all. Transformers is all we got right yeah, now. Yeah, so people want to go to that mm-hmm. communal experience. My fear is that I think Guillermo del Toro could be a next Spielberg. I mean, he's an older guy too, but he's still young enough to where if you gave him carte blanche, he could come I'm, up with some awesome shit. I'm scared. I am scared of. I think I have a feeling Pacific Rim might open strong, but I just hopefully people will go see it and think it's amazing and it's awesome. But in the wake of nothing but films just tearing up cities left and right, I I have a feeling it's going to get lost in the mix. Everyone's going to be like, oh, another another movie where fucking Skyscraper gets knocked down, which is a shame because it's like, this is a movie, which, by the way, the color palette looks amazing on it. It just looks beautiful. So I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping we're all wrong and that it, and it does well. I think most of it's the promotional stuff. It's all geared towards... Robots fighting monsters, which is fine, which is cool, but I think it's gonna—it's not showcasing what's gonna be the real pull for the movie, which is gonna be the relationships between the people that are piloting these damn things. Mm-hmm. And 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 the the trailers aren't really showcasing that at all. Yeah, there, there was a new trailer that just came out for that. Uh, I watched it. The one that played after Under the Dome. Yeah, it was like the exclusive one. That I mean, that's the first time I've seen as much character shown in the trailers before. And that's one thing I hadn't seen that got me really excited about it even more. I mean, I'm excited about it, but still, there was it felt like there's something missing. Yeah. It looks cool, but I gotta have something else. Yeah. I don't want it to be shallow, and uh, I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah. I think that's I what's gonna. Hopefully, it has a good weekend, and that stuff pulls people back. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, because the <clears throat> the I can already tell you there's gonna be a sequel to The Purge, just because. And I, I had said this, I think the only reason it made so much money that weekend, it was because you either had that or whatever mm-hmm. shitty comedy was out that weekend, too. And people were like, ah, I'm skipping that shitty well, comedy. Too. Well, I, think, I think, I think, was Hangover 3? No, no, it was something... That was a few weeks before. Something yeah. fucking horrible yeah. with, uh... 
I can't think of the Monica Potter. Name. No, now you're the thing. I think the one thing about the Purge I respect is that, and I think it's a good thing. It could be a good thing. It's not going to be used as a good thing. Is that it's a three million dollar movie? I'm sure a little more because of promo and stuff like that. I had an interesting trailer. It's three million dollars. It's a very profitable movie. It, I mean, it's it's gone down percentage wise, but it's made like fifty million out of a three million dollar budget. I think that I think the thing is I don't think Hollywood's. I think what they need to do is just like this is the end was like thirty five million dollars and it had good effects in it. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't like fucking, you know, uh, Avatar level effects or whatever. But it didn't but it, need to be. It didn't need to be, you know. And it's like I thought it was just fine, you know. And it's funny. I think you can make good movies on the cheap. But okay, go ahead. I was gonna say you can, and it, it would be much more enjoyable. It's because they spend so much goddamn money on CGI to make things look real mm-hmm. instead of just using the real shit. But yeah. but we're getting con- a little a little contradictory here because <laughs> we are. You're, you're talking about. Like, it's great that the shitty $3 million movie made $50 million, but then a shitty $200 million movie makes $500 million, and that's a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Okay, no, you're right. Because you're, you're, right. you're talking about difference monetary and... It really, yeah. No, you're... No, quality. No, you actually... You have a point. I, I hate to concede to you a lot <laughs> of times, but you actually do have a point. I think maybe it's... It, I would have been cooler to see just... Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just... Cause, yeah, it's right. It's a shitty movie, but I almost feel like, you know... It, it, I mean, if that movie was made for like a hundred million dollars, it probably wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I heard it's a piece of shit, regardless. So it doesn't really matter. We all lose on this aspect. Yeah. So, but I guess to kind of wrap things up on the whole video on demand, <laughs> another positive outspin from is like a saying is maybe you know Hollywood or whoever will actually see what people actually want to pay for mm-hmm. and realize, oh wait, maybe we need to step back and you know re- rethink some of the stuff. That we're it's doing. a lot easier to track, I think video on demand with downloads and views and things as opposed and, and likes mm-hmm. as a because you can like the shit that you what that you mm-hmm. watch and you can't see that without doing focus groups at movie theaters mm-hmm. so so that could be that could be another positive spin on all that uh like i say it, it, it can maybe once the collapse of hollywood you know they're like well shit what do we need to do oh well pay attention to what people actually want to pay for Oh wow! They really like this movie. They didn't spend you know fifty million dollars on the budget for it. That's weird. They actually liked what you know the writing style and how it was shot. You know, it didn't have to have fucking cities being destroyed, which mm-hmm. the the superhero and the villain have to seek up times to make sure that. And this is my own opinion. Superman. I hadn't seen it yet, but obviously you know shit. The skyscrapers get torn down and everything. Oh, they, they, they fucking took that place apart. Is it in the evening time? Is it after 5 o'clock whenever Joe Schmo's clocked out for the evening? Are there people falling out of the buildings from being destroyed? Okay, they... Okay, I think the only reason they said, like, they don't technically show it, but I hadn't read... I totally blacked myself out on reviews. But even I, when I was watching that, I was like, they are... There's no way, like, hundreds so of thousands of people damage. dead in this. And yeah. that's, that's the only... And the thing is, they didn't need to... 
Okay, we're totally there. The, the thing is, that they couldn't didn't even name the hat. I know they wanted the spectacle, mm-hmm. but it's just like this. They could have fought on the Kryptonian ship. They could have fought up in space. Yeah. And then they did fly up into space, and they came right back down yeah. to Metropolis. Right yeah. back down to Metropolis. That, just, that kind of goes back to my whole point of why the uh, the old the old westerns where the guys are shooting up in the air the entire mm-hmm. time. It's just like it's funny to me. Anytime you see like buildings being destroyed and you know shit like that. The only people you ever see are on the ground. There's no, you know, unfortunate Joe Schmidt. There was there was a part when uh, Zod had like punched Superman and they flew into this building and they go into this office area and they fall down onto the ground and you see people running away from their desks because they're in the building. Oh, okay. And you're like, what the fuck? And yeah. like maybe they eva- maybe they evacuate Metropolis, but no, they're still there. And then Zod starts shooting his eye beams over it. Floors of the building are collapsing yeah. in on. Them. You're like, you not, just saw like a bunch of people run that way. These people are fucking dead now. Not a fuck was given during this fight. <laughs> and Superman didn't even once glance at somebody and go, "Oh God!" until the very end. And I think that honestly, I think it's just, it's just bad storytelling. Yeah, it's just ultimate. Um, my, I guess my my <laughs> the moral of um, my idea of like video on demand, Netflix and stuff. I think it it it's opening up you know, the avenues for more interesting storytelling. And also as a horror, the avid horror fan, it's to me, it's like, it makes it easier for me to find the horror movies. I really want to watch, you know, right. not just the typical bullshit. So what, what could be cool is if Netflix integrated like YouTube, you know, anybody can upload to YouTube, right? And everybody has mm-hmm. channels. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool if they would have actual channels per se, uh, instead of just categories. And then if you had an independent film that you, wanting to get some attention to X amount of dollars whoop, right there on, you know, yeah, I don't want to start another whole thing with, I know we're wrapping up here, but don't you think that there, there can be a potential problem with the whole uploading YouTube channel video on demand thing? If everybody and their sister can make a movie and upload it, don't you think you're going to have to wade through tons of shit to oh, yeah, find something of promise? That's what I'm saying. And it's, still, going to, like, it's going to flood the market, and it's going to be a lot of it. Most of it's going to be terrible. But it, with Netflix being a company and stuff like that, they're out to make money, so obviously you'd have to pay them money. So that would help some of the some of the bullshit from rising to the top. No, I think the cream rises to the top, and I don't mind being a prospector. I don't mind digging <laughs> through stuff because that's the thing is when you when you're a YouTuber. I'm a YouTuber. I I wade through tons of shit, but then it's when I find that one thing that it's awesome, you know, because it's almost like it's the one thing that really like I don't need like someone telling. Me. Well, I I hear from word of mouth a lot mm-hmm. on on stuff on YouTube with like websites I go to and everything. So it's like so I like it. I like I like it, you know, and I like there's uh, the the small scaleness of it, and like there's this to kind of end my. St- my little section here, it's like there's um, one thing in particular, Black Box TV, they do like original horror programming for YouTube. And I think a lot of money they get through um, revenue, like ad revenue. And they have hundred, they have like thousands of subscribers, I think even the six digits. So I think they get a decent amount of ad revenue. I don't know how much you get, but not everything they put out is good, but it's actually shot well. It looks professional. And it does look low budget, but it's like, I think some, some, some of their stuff's really interesting and some of it's a miss, you know, but I, that's what the YouTube I'm hoping for is to see like kind of, kind of upstarts and more like, you know, DIY sensibility, you know, and the cream will rise to the top or like in my Slenderman videos, like I'll watch one where it's like this 12 year old kid's like this, I did something and it's 
scary. That's like that's like all right. I'm not gonna watch that. This yeah. piece of shit. So, but isn't that the kind of the same thing you were talking about? Where earlier, when you're talking about social media, where you don't want to spend your entire day surfing through all this shit, because because instead of getting out there and doing something, mm-hmm. going to the movies or going to a music show or going to a, a local event, because you're 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 we're slaves to our machines basically right. now. That's what I say. It's well, I think you misunderstand. I mean, it's like I don't sit there for two or three hours doing it. You know, I just, I'll find something. You know, it's like, whether through recommendations or anything like that, you know, and it's, I don't spend all that much time. Well, right now, yeah. I'm just saying, I think if, if we end up going in that direction mm-hmm. even more so, I'm worried about that happening. I hope, like, once we get to, I'm really curious to see what everything's going to look like in five years. Where I think maybe it either either gets bogged down in shit or it gets refined. I'm hoping it's, we're refined. Gonna, well, there, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of changes coming because it's going to become it's not going to be like uh, direct to TV direct or direct to video was mm. just ten years ago. You can see a lot of direct to video direct to video stuff now. That's actually quality stuff, and it doesn't have the same stigma that it did ten years ago. Yeah. It, it's a lot more accepted now, and I think it's going to start. To, it's going to start to roll the other way. I think the future of entertainment <laughs> is, is, as far as I'm concerned, is being on the fringe. Like the the best bang for your buck entertainment for me comes from like stuff I run video on demand, independent stuff from overseas or domestic, and television. Right now, we're in the bet. Television has never been this good. Television is great, yeah. There's, we have a lot of good stuff. And I almost feel like maybe... I think television television's giving theaters a run for their... I think movie... Not theaters. Movie theaters. I mean, <laughs> studios a run for Because, right. Jesus Christ. I, I know we're going to have to cut this down, but... Um, Walking Dead and, like, Hannibal. Okay, Hannibal... Okay, let me tell you. I'll, I'll just fuck Walking Dead. Hannibal. Don't spoil it for me. No, no, I'm not saying... Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to explain... There is fucking okay. There, I'll just say one thing. There is a literally a serial killer who made a totem pole out of corpses. You would. This is on NBC. Yeah. This how, is on network. How it made it on network? I have no idea. Dude, Hannibal. Have you watched Hannibal? I haven't Fuck. finished it yet, but I got two episodes. Yeah. Fuck me. The shit that is on Hannibal. I know they do a parental advisory, but it's like we had to go to the theater to see fucking shit like this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really almost like the line is blurred. It's now, so isn't Hannibal like the following but good kind of? No, <laughs> absolutely, really absolutely. Yeah. Dude, the ha- Hannibal is too good for NBC. It is it is 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 really good. I mean, there's some logic gaps here and there, but it's fucking fantastic. I and absolutely the acting and everything is great. Acting's great. Mads Mikkelsen as Lecter. He is my favorite iteration of Lecter by far. Really. By far, I think Anthony Hopkins is great, but he overacts his ass off as Lecter. I think he. Or it's either that his people. I hate people when they act insane in movies because then they have to be like this. Hello, I'm crazy. Even though they weren't crazy before, it's everything's like over enunciated and whatever and, and all dramatic. But Mads Mikkelsen, he has. There's a. There are times when you see like the madness come through, and it's, a, he has a silent fury. He has a silent no, but the thing is, he's he, you get the intelligence. And you almost feel like he's actually friends with Will. And Graham. yeah, he's not evil. He is evil, but. Right. He, he has friendships. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're hitting the time. We should probably yeah. cut that out anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, we started we're right on the timer. <laughs> this is going to be another two-parter right yeah. here. No, no but anyways. We can, we can cut a lot of things out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 
I'm going to ask you guys, even though you're not going to do anything anyways, but when you listen to the episode, leave your comments, concerns, questions, you Accusations. know, your, your opinions on the future of video on demand versus, you know, being able to go out and just, you know, just do buy you like, stuff. Do you like things the way they are now, or are you ready for a change? Do you, do you want to see a synchronicity or something? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we have a Twitter, uh, Deus underscore EXX underscore media at Deus X Media for our Twitter, our brand new Twitter. Um, fucking go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Deus Ex Media. Leave a comment. We'd like to, if you haven't liked the page, like it. Leave a comment. I don't give a shit. Do something. Yeah. Call me a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't care. All right, Steven, settle down now. All right. Sorry. And we do have we do we, piece of shit. We are oh my working, god, you're we are working right. We are working on a new website as well. That's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. So right now we're kind of all over the place like a bad rash, but eventually mm-hmm. we're going to get it synced up to one one particular thing and still have a couple extra things just because the more the better. Yeah. More yeah. exposure. Yeah, we're trying to I think I feel like this is kind of like, you know, cuz we're coming up on our year anniversary. I think we started in August, right? Was it July? Or I think August? it was July. Yeah, we're coming oh, up to our fucking year. Yeah, it's like all right. So we'll leave it up to you guys. What would you like to hear for for a year anniversary? You guys pick the subject. Cool. Okay. I'll and put if you it don't up. say anything, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk anyway. So yeah, we'll <laughs> fucking talk. We might. We should do. We should do like a one of those like episodes on TV where they. Uh, it's like they run out of money, so it's like fuck. Let's just flashback to the other episode. <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a flashback yeah, we'll, episode. We'll have a flashback. So yeah, unless you guys, <laughs> that's a good idea. Let's <laughs> uh, let's get a whole bunch of like the little ideas, things that we that we've listened to from our episodes in the past, and we want to add more things to because we forgot shit. Okay, that's not a bad idea, but that's all. That's worst case yeah, scenario. Yeah, that's, that's worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario. We, we would prefer if you guys gave us a subject to talk about. Yeah, and nothing retarded. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Twilight. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, not retarded, special needs. <laughs> sorry, God, how, I'm, God, I've been hanging out with Steven so much. I'm doing so much hackney shit. <laughs> <coughs> oh, by the way, like if you're in the Norman area, um, Stephen Patchen, one a friend of the show, he's doing uh, open mics. Uh, was it Tuesday night? So I think around ten o'clock. Um, at Othello's. At Othello's. Go, go see him. Go support him. Uh, Jason Gwen, who just did our show, um, look him up. I don't know if he has a Facebook account or anything, but look him up. He's like Oklahoma filmmaker. Check him out. Um, Nick Sanford. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's a filmmaker or stand-up anymore, but I don't know, look him up. But I don't know. I mean, just try to support local people. I guess right now I'm just on a real like sort of like DIY local kick right now, you know, and just... Fucking and support our podcast because I'm mean, local. We'll take us out because it's hotter than a crotch. Yeah, I was say. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. This is uh, Matt from Hell. This is Eric King. Rodney McKinley. Goodbye. <laughs>